Right, so we are just three minutes away. Uh, we're just going to give people a little bit of a, a background, I think, Mike, an overview of where we're going to go today. Of course, we've got lots of comments that, of course, come through about reopening St. Helena, uh, of course, amidst COVID-19. And again, thank you to everybody who sent com- who sent comments through because we really appreciate that. Without you sending that through, we wouldn't really have a show. And it's really important for us to, you know, pick up what the public are saying as well. Mike, just just very quickly, have you sort of got anything from people on the streets? What are they saying right yeah, now? Yeah, you know, what people are saying. We are, we are talking about uh, because there are suggestions to uh, open up Saint Lena to. Uh, uh, travel again and there's also there are discussions about home isolation and uh, some uh, other issues relating to this uh, and there's no question from people in the street where uh, people are very reluctant yeah. and can say more than reluctant is two soft words they are strongly against opening up St. Helena um, <coughs> at this stage when there is uh, it, it's havoc all over the world mm-hmm. if you follow mm-hmm. news in the UK for example mm-hmm. they don't know if they're coming or going mm-hmm. at the moment and mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, the timing of opening St. Helena now mm-hmm. at least uh, would have strong opposition mm-hmm. from yeah. people on the island and saints overseas which we're also dependent mm-hmm. on for sure and I, I think very quickly coming through um, a, a lot of Mike what, we've, what I've seen we've, we've picked up is a general fear that people have there is a genuine fear within the community about COVID, the implications that could mean. Very often when people write, people tend to say we can get we get we get a hysteria or we get very emotional about something. But I think what we can't do is ignore at the moment the community's fear. And that that's come through very strongly, uh, uh, Dr. Roland, within the comments that have that have come through. And, but something we haven't highlighted, and nobody really highlighted, uh, it's then the polarization between mm. <laughs> a couple of people, I mm. can say, in the castle and in the administration against the rest of the people. Mm. But I haven't, at least in my mind, mm. I haven't got it clear what does what is the big gain with opening up. We mm. have to then compare that possible gain of opening up with the risk it entails and that is something that uh, is not so much highlighted because as far as I see it here, we haven't started with the submissions yet, is that the gain of opening is very small. Mm. So even how we judge the risk, the risk is still there but we have very little to gain. We can't revive our tourism at this stage anyway mm. because there's hardly anybody traveling. Yeah. And you've got restriction in so many other countries, yeah. so they can't get here anyway. So yeah, I, that, that, that was a personal view. Apologize for that. But, but I think it is important to take into the debate. What do we gain from opening up? I, I, and one one thing that I, you're absolutely right that we've picked up is that we've heard, Mike, of course in media we hear rumblings, don't we? So certain people will say certain things that might or might not be happening. But St. Helena government has not, not at this point formally come out and announced to say this is what we're thinking about. But what we have heard are, are sort of rumblings in the background um, suggesting that, that conversation 
might be on the table and it might be discussed uh, you know, within government, but it hasn't fully made its way into the public domain. So I guess today really is about gauging should that should that this conversation is now being had within St. Cena government, that they understand what the public are saying, um, you know, with regards to this. Dr. Fazal, I don't know if you want to mention anything on that. Yes. Look, uh, I have been through this in Papua New Guinea. Yeah. I've been there when there was no COVID patient in the whole country, and I've been there when this 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 COVID wave exploded, or however you call this. I was in the same room in the hospital with COVID patients. We were responsible to treat them. This hospital became, turned into a COVID hospital. So I, I saw and was I know what we are talking about. And one major point I had to deal with was what you more or less mentioned is the uninformed or uninformedness of the public, the, inf the, the hysteria and the not knowing what to know and what not to know. Mm. And this is the main problem that people are talking about things they don't know mm. what they think mm. are. Mm. It reminds me something like 30 years ago with HIV and AIDS. At that time, I mean, is anyone scared of AIDS today? No, because we know what it is, how to treat it, how to deal with it. I mean, nevertheless, you, it's not funny to get infected with this virus. And that's the same thing with COVID. I mean, this is a virus where it is uh, not to say not nice to get it. I mean, it may end fatally, but I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, the numbers of people who actually die are very low and very low compared to uh, other issues. And if you look into the world, what diseases we are plagued with, starting with cancer, with hepatitis, with HIV, and, 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 this is an endless thing, we are not scared to this about all these infectious diseases, but suddenly everyone is scared to death about COVID, mainly because it's new, we can't smell it, we can't hear it, we just don't know it. But one point, what you just said about uh, the policy of the government, I mean, I just, I'm new here, but what I'm involved in the discussions up to now is nobody is, 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 is even thinking of opening the borders and starting a mass tourism here. This is not the point. I mean, the whole point of discussion is currently, for example, how to handle the, the isolation, the, the quarantine for, pe for those few people coming here. Mm. And if you look at the passenger lists of these flights coming in, there are no tourists, there are no aliens. These are all family members. These are all saints. These are people coming back from me medical treatments of the islands. So there is no tourism. There's no discussion about the whole thing. Mm. The discussion is how to get your brother back, how to get your son back. And I was just involved last week with a very urgent problem that one of our doctors, he's a vital doctor for the medical service of the island to treat all of us here, he had a problem with his son in mm -hmm. Europe and he was about to say, listen, I have to fly out of the country to take care of my son because he was not booked on a flight to St. Helena and he said, I can't leave my son alone. 
what would you do with your son, you, with your child? Of course you are responsible as a parent to take care. And if we could not have managed to get his son here to his father, to St. Helena, he would have he would have been forced to leave the island and more or less leave the population without a doctor. These are points yes, you have to look l- like. And absolutely. Logistically, you have to you know, look at how we're going to cope and, and, and move forward. Thank you, Dr. Roland. What we're going to do, Mike, is we, I think we need to fig- fire off with some of these, uh, yes. co- th- these comments. Well, should we say, say first, we can't go through all no. of the submissions. <laughs> we're going to do as many as we can. Yes. And uh, we're also going to have an independent on Friday. For sure. Uh, some, uh, but the same day, that ca- this will fill several newspapers with yeah. all the submissions Absolutely. we have. Yeah. So, and as a lot of the questions and submissions are similar, we're very repetitive, we should go through them all as no, well. No, we I can't think. do Yeah, go for it, Mike. So we'll start uh, with you. Uh, okay. Um, it says here... Uh, we, uh, with regards to visitors to the island being allowed to self-isolate, that was another one of yeah. the subtopics for today, I don't know who may <laughs> whose mad idea this is, but it must not be allowed to happen. Our isolation has protected us from uh, uh, the desperate pain and hardship that the rest of the world is having to cope with. Any financial gains from a few Christmas holiday makers, whether local or otherwise, will do nothing to compensate for the devastation that COVID-19 will cause if it gets here. Will these visitors be tested before leaving the UK or when they arrive here, or only if they show symptoms? Our 4,000 plus saints are over 60, a lot are, large proportion of them are diabetic, hypertensive, or uh, just plain old. Uh, do we have the facilities and staff to nurse, say, 20 plus patients needing intensive care? Hmm. Okay. Uh, simple common sense says that by allowing this mad scheme to go ahead, is stupid and immoral. All right, and I'm, I'm going to read a few comments from my side, Mike, that's quite related to what you were saying. Uh, opening up St. Helena now, not keeping to the present restrictions, will bring the COVID virus to St. Helena. It will create huge medical problems. We have an aging population, people with diabetes and other ailments, uh, tourism. St. Helena will become a COVID-19 hotspot. Countries will close their borders and not allow visitors to come. So bang goes tourism. I want to throw you very quickly about a timeline for, restri- for lifting restrictions. Why three months or six months? Present restrictions should stay in place until a vaccine is found and used on the island. I'm very quickly going to jump over then to Bradley's. Um, is Bradley pre- Bradley's prepared enough? Do we have the extra medical staff employed, which is necessary preparation in the case of the unthinkable? Uh, they're again mentioning older folk. Uh, people with uh, underlying illnesses that could be affected and then very quickly uh, a lot of these people um, that I'm pulling comments from are saying they, that we should not reopen St. Helena's borders at least for the next six months then look at opening borders more fully but still cautiously we need to work for the good of St. Helena not 
other countries and they've said it, we, it would be a brilliant advert for tourism when reopening our borders if we could stay to come and visit St. Helena Island, one of the very few places in the world that has remained COVID free. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, okay. I can do, we can do, uh, I can do a couple here as Please, well. Yes. Uh, the UK, which is mainly where this focus will be, uh, is the 11th highest country in the world with seven, 741,000 COVID-19 cases and increasing in the thousands daily, higher than March when the UK first went into lockdown. There have been uh, 44,000 or thereabout deaths in the UK. London and Essex are UK coronavirus hotspots and they are now on their tier 2 measures. Whilst I appreciate that it would be okay for visitors from Ascension Island to isolate in private accommodation, any visitors from the UK should be quarantined in Bradley's or other proper accommodation. Mm. Uh, one bad apple will spoil the whole bunch. And one bad apple in a population of four and a half thousand, mm. as mentioned before, m a large part of the mm. population mm. Sure. are vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, Mike, another person says, I have to voice my disapproval of having to open our borders at this crucial time for the safety of my family and the entire island population for our protection against COVID-19, given there's no vaccine available. And the island's isolation with the outside world in this epidemic crisis and the island not being ready to deal with it should it come to the island. Another person said the world is facing a second wave of the deadly COVID-19 virus and the second time is said to be more fierce. Now is not the time for St. Helena to open its borders. I think we should review at the end of March or April 2021. The government and authorities should remember people's lives matter. Uh, and again, it's, it makes a, 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 a question comes out here, which Dr. Rowland probably can answer. And I know you've just arrived at the island, but they're asking why they're advertising for a doctor to help out in the intensive care unit at Bradley's when I thought they should have had one or more in place already. But I think you've already explained what happened there, didn't you? With when you were saying about a doctor that wasn't able to travel to the island, uh, the Saint Helena government are actually advertising for a doctor to to arrive on the plane mm. uh, coming up next week. But this might not be something for you at this moment. This is oh. just a, a comment that somebody made. I don't know if you were involved with that decision. Oh, uh, the, but we can that go was back before to my yes, time ago. But one word to yes. all these these questions and and mm -hmm. and worries. Uh, first of all, we have to. Uh, we have to be have a, keep a clear mind. I mean, to be worried, to be panicking, to be uh, this is not uh, how do you go? Uh, how do you say this in mm. English? This is not the best advice to be, to keep a cool head and make the best decision. <laughs> there is no there is uh, no question about this, and no discussion, or no intention to open up the borders. I mean, there will not be a jumbo jet with thousands of people <laughs> landing on this island every 10 minutes, like on international airports. This is not the question. I mean, what we are discussing right now is family members of saints coming home. That's what we're discussing about. And there's, I want to ver very much stress there's no discussion of putting down our protection line and our protection line of the island, and this is the highest, the highest, how do you call this, our highest aim 
or the first thing we are doing is to protect the island and keep it COVID free. That's what we are busy the whole day to fight for. And the best thing to do is to have these 14 days of quarantine currently, because even even if you are infected with the virus and made it to the island, if you stay 14 days of quarantine, and during this time, of course, you are tested and you are assessed and whatever, and if you make it after these 14 days, you are not infective or you don't carry a virus. So there is no virus coming into this country if we, ta- if we carefully and strictly enforce this, which we are going to do and will do. And I again want to say nobody wants to stop or abolish this. So there's no reason of any scare. Mm. The only thing I want to say is the whole discussion we currently have about how to reinforce this quarantine if it's now Bradley camp or if it's home quarantine or if it what if it ever it is it's the same thing if I go to the hospital have a patient with an infection and we say we have to fight this infection with an antibiotic mm-hmm. I mean we don't decide now which kind of the, we the doctors get the best type of antibiotic to fight the infection mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the same thing here we have quarantine in place and what is like the anti- antibiotic to fight the bacteria is here what kind of uh, mm-hmm. place we, we use mm-hmm. for quarantine mm-hmm. is not the main issue because the main issue is quarantine for 14 mm-hmm. days yeah. and this mm-hmm. should be taken out of this discussion of fighting for ideas because we are not changing these 14 days of quarantine because again this quarantine is what keeps the island safe yeah. and we want and we we'll keep this island safe. Yeah, I, I think that's really important, Mike, because I, you know I hear what uh, you know uh, Dr. Fasol is, is saying, but there are conversations, uh, and the, these are com- difficult conversations that we are going to have to have, which is why we are we're talking about this now, because at some point, even though we recognise that there is a priority for the Saint Helena government to keep Saint Helena safe, we know that. And you've mentioned quarantine and all the restrictions now in place to protect the island. That is a given, and I understand what you're saying. However, there are conversations going on that is talking about at some point, when do we open St. Helena up? Things like corridors are being mentioned, things like maybe bubble groups coming through to the island. So I think what this is gauging is what people's thoughts are on this. So one of the questions we ask is, when do people think the island should start opening up or even considering things like that. And this is what people are coming back and saying to us. If the government at the highest level, not with, you know, notwithstanding what you've said, is the current situation is where we are, what happens? Um, because there's already been discussions around we've lost a tourism season for December. Yes. How can we even talk about a tourism season for December? That's, that's, going to, that's going to take a lot of planning. And if we look globally where the tourism uh, uh, you know, industry is at the moment, I don't think that that's a reasonable solution. Generally, I, I don't know if Mike wants to add to that. I think that this is what, we, what, we, what we're trying to establish here today. What are people's thoughts on government or the island opening up, and especially when it comes to things like tourism? Uh, yeah, but also, uh, as we hear, heard here from the 
keep the medical office so that you're focusing on <coughs> home quarantine. That would be the change that the government is uh, uh, looking at at the moment, yeah. uh, at this stage. But there, there is also in the submissions to us, as we asked, just on that specific issue, yeah. And it is a resounding no. And here are people that born in St. Helena, know St. Helena and know the St. Helena culture, mm. saying that self-isolation will not work. Mm. Uh, it isn't that simple. Uh, I actually had, it was in one place here, we had an example that might sound ridiculous, but it is actually worth thinking about but just uh, to lifting that out of uh, a letter. For example, coming up to Christmas, here all the children go around and sell raffle tickets. Do those children know who is in self-quarantine and who is not? Mm. An unpoliced self-quarantine, according to, to the submissions to us, and there's plenty of them, mm. is not workable in St. Helena. And uh, you're saying that uh, did saints want to come home and see their brothers and their families? Uh, in, in this case, if they are saints or not, if they're coming from a COVID-infected area, it doesn't matter their nationality, they, they still can bring COVID with them. So uh, there is a resounding no to self-quarantine as far as we can read it into the submissions. Yeah. Uh, unless we're going to put a police guard outside each, each place, which is uh, it's not workable. That's but and uh, but I just use that as mm -hmm. that it's not workable. So how can this self isolation? How can we guarantee that that works? We can't guarantee that it works. Therefore, it should not. Yeah. Because we can't guarantee that it, it's not going to work. And again, if you look in the UK, there have been serious breaches. People have said, though, on St. Helena, because it's a smaller population, it, they, it might be a little better for us to police, uh, police that system. But again, bearing in mind what Mike said, uh, you know, in terms of what are, what are the comments that, that, that are coming through. Another person has spoken about the fact that Bradley's camp as, as a quarantine facility has been built for this and again the comment comes through is uh, and which is I have already reminded all EXCO members says this person if they're responsible for opening up the island to additional visitors by quarantining individuals outside of Bradley's in the community they will also be held responsible if the virus enters the community uncontrolled and any subsequent health problems and possible loss of life that results from their actions so Mike is right what we got what we've got coming through Dr. Fazal is a real determination from people who are just not in support of people coming out from the UK and isolating in their homes. There's a difference when it comes to Ascension Island because it's still COVID free, but there are a lot of concerns on that. And obviously an important part of the discussion is how do we police that and ensure that the security is in place? Oh, you have a lot of difficult questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they are difficult. You, you, because you are, you know, and we're so yeah. grateful that you're here. And a lot of yeah. the, we said earlier, Mike, a lot of this is yeah. very political and it's actually, it's, it's, it's really for a further discussion perhaps with, with other, you know, um, bodies of people. But it, and again, I go back to what I said at the very beginning. 
fear is a terrible thing and it can be a re- it, it can be because people are not aware have not been sufficiently educated about something but this is why you get comments like this because people are worried they're concerned yeah. they care about their community yeah. yeah but I mean if you for example what you just cited before the high numbers and the growing numbers in the UK uh, if you compare or if you look at UK has the highest number of COVID cases and deaths. Uh, and if you question why, compared to other countries, many other countries, is because the UK never had a consequent strategy how mm. to react to the, to this infection. Mm. If you compare this with St. Helena, the the health dec- directorate here. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. The authorities had a very strict and constant policy to reduce travel, to have a, a quarantine, because the quarantine is like a buffer or a filter that yeah. doesn't allow any virus through. Yeah? So whoever comes here or is not coming here or may come here, if you follow these strict rules of quarantine, mm-hmm. and as I said, like an antibiotic, we don't care which type of antibiotic as long as we give it antibiotic to fight yeah. the infection. That's the same thing now for quarantine. W- however you call or implement or organize this quarantine, we have to have these 14 quarantines. Yeah. And it's not the, it uh, should not be or is not a question mm-hmm. How the we, we <laughs> it's like the the antibiotic. You don't care which antibiotic is long as long as it works. works. Yeah. And that's the same yeah. thing with mm-hmm. quarantine. The yeah. fourteen days quarantine work, and not the type. Yeah. Y- yeah. But also, if you send somebody home, you don't know if they're going to take their tablet, so to speak, <laughs> because even if we have a policy of self isolation, yes. But how 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 can you monitor that it's that it is followed and what remedies are there uh, I mean it really to follow that is followed and that's what people do not believe yes. the, in the submissions we have here which are plenty it's about trust, plenty. it's actually yeah. trusting that person to follow the protocol and it's, it's whether or not you know, I, I, this is what's coming through uh, can that person be trusted and so much is, is, is reliant on trust yeah. as Mike says, following that protocol and and we've had some cases of where there's been you know sort of breaches. Um, I don't know if that maybe would be a deterrent for people, but it's we we actually are going to need people uh, to stick to to the quarantine protocols and policy. And as Mike said earlier, there's no guarantee of that. And I think this is what bothers people. Of course, but I mean, first of all, Saint Helena is not a prison. And uh, I mean, we have adult people here where we 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 think they are responsible, and then we have some trust in these people. Uh, if we look, I heard b- before my time there was a breach of, for example, in 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 in, in Bradley yeah. that someone was uh, climbing the fence and running away. He was heavily fined. Yeah. So he was uh, searched, and and he has to uh, he had to pay uh, quite a fine. Uh, we had in the past several cases of 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 uh, or a greater number of home quarantines here because of people who are not 
who could not stay at Bradley's, their family with small children and something like this, and there was not one single case that anyone was breaching the rules or, or sneaking out. They very carefully followed the rules because people are responsible. Say, listen, we are here in quarantine, not only to protect us, but to protect our fathers and brothers in our community. And this is a very close community. I mean, I experienced when I came here that everyone knows everyone. So, I mean, they know each other. It's different than... To 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 a place where where there are so there are huge crowded places where nobody knows everyone here everyone knows each other yeah, for sure. yeah and that that is both on the positive and, and the, the negative, negative, yeah. negative side <laughs> yeah. because well, I could agree say, yeah. for example mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. when you yourself came to the island knowing nobody mm-hmm. and uh, not many anyway that you could know mm-hmm. self isolation for you would be relatively safe. Relatively, mm. I say, I'm not su- suggesting it that, that we should have any self quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. But for uh, a family, maybe a same family, you said coming home to visit their family and friends, there will be completely different pressures on these people mm. uh, that are in self quarantine. Just because, and also the social, the, the, the social network of St. Helena can make self quarantine more difficult here than in most other places. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and this is, um, I, I think it's an important, and I think it is a fact, you can, it can't be proven, but it is, uh, because coming home here you want to visit your friends and family and then have to lock yourself away for two weeks. It is actually a big ask, and the ask is not just, not just on you that are in quarantine, but also all the other ones that come in with, your, with the cake and uh, the dinner for you. And this, this is, it, 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 it is not an easy thing. And then question comes, should we take that risk? Mm. And that is what people say on the island, more or less mm. unanimously, no. But sorry to, 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 to comment on this, but it is what you just said or, and what, what you said before in all the comments and questions of, of the listeners is exactly or precisely contradicting what they are scared of. I mean, everyone says, yeah, we don't want tourists here. We don't want any, anyone coming here. And you just said also, I mean, who is sitting in two weeks in quarantine? So can you imagine any tourist uh, how how many days of holidays do you have in a, your contract normally in this world? You have whatever between two and four weeks yearly annual holidays. I mean, you're not going to stay for a holiday somewhere where you know two-thirds of your holiday time of the whole year is going to be locked in isolation and quarantine. So they are, I mean, it's, 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 it's absurd to think that we are flooded with tourists now. Mm. Therefore, no, no. This, is not a, this is not a question. These are just, I mean, myths and, uh, I mean, these are just uh, fears that are, are, are floating around but without any, any foundations of reality or the truth that's actually mm. happening here. No, but we try, we try therefore to yeah. concentrate on the self-isolation yeah. yes. part. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to uh, tourists will not come um, for, uh, you know, if there is isolation involved, and they 
tourist in the entire tourist industry. No one will well. come for two weeks. So we focused yeah. even on then saints coming back and visit their families, mm -hmm. and uh, because that you said was what the government are, are discussing mm -hmm. at the moment mm -hmm. on your advice. Uh, um, it says here, you're going to pick up some more, so we are using as many of the, the submissions comments, yeah. as possible. Uh, one person here, it, it, it's what we already talked about, but still, I do not think people should be trusted to self-isolate. We have invested so much money in Bradley's, we should be sticking to this plan. Anyone who wishes to come to the island and refuses to quarantine obviously does not have the Sankina community's health at heart, these people shouldn't be welcomed. Um, yeah. Somebody else, anyone coming to our shores from a country where there is a virus must go into quarantine for 14 days with no questions asked. Bradley's complex was uh, renovated for this task, so mm -hmm. let's use it. No self-isolation at home for anyone regardless who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then moving back very quickly, Mike, to uh, Dr. Fussell, whereby we have, I think we've already established, let, let's clear that up, that as far as we understand and know, the 14-day quarantine period is still in play and very yeah, much no supported by St. Helena government um, no. when, when it comes to where we are now. So for the sake of our listeners, um, that's something I think we need to establish right now. This is where we are. All of the restrictions and the protocol that's currently in place remains unchanged. So we're looking at 14-day quarantine, uh, whether you are a tourist coming in, and I don't think there are going to be many of those, but returning family members and workers that are coming back to the island. That is the current understanding. Um, we've established that now. Do you know at this point, Dr. Fassell, if there's any other discussions that seeks to alter that? Because that's what the conversation here is all about today. And be before you answer that, we also ask a few businesses because one of the concerns around reopening St. Helena is about economic growth, recognizing that at some point, some point down the line, that St. Helena has to start having that conversation about reopening uh, reopening to the rest of the world, whether that's for tourism, whether or not that's going to happen, but it's, it's part of uh, the question in terms of our economy. And it has been said that we will have to start considering this because we need to think about the economy and, of course, businesses, particularly those affected within the hospitality sector. They have been the most, all businesses have been affected, but the hospitality sectors greatly so. Uh, so I'm asking, you know, what, what your thoughts around that and, and, and if there's, that you, and Alex, I know, again, you've not been on the island that long, but have you been, you know, in sort of situations or in discussions around that when it, when it comes up? To honestly answer your question, it is our job and we would do our job very badly if we are not informed and getting informed and getting state of the art what is happening currently mm -hmm. around the world, what measurements are investigated, what measurements are proved to be good or bad. That's what we have to discuss and we have to know. We can't just say 14 did quarantine and close our ears and eyes and not listening what's going on. Then we would not do our job. So what we are doing is seeing what is happening in the world. And to honestly tell you, when I, for example, on my way to St. Helena, 
I passed in uh, different protocols of protection uh, against <laughs> for the coronavirus. virus. For example, in Manila Airport, before I boarded a plane, I had to make a COVID test. At arrival, I had a COVID test. Then I was brought into quarantine and stayed in quarantine up to the time I got my COVID test result. And when this test result was ne negative, I was allowed to go home. So I stayed for two days in quarantine. And I said, that's a different regime. When I landed in London Heathrow, nobody looked at me or even my passport. They just had an automated machine that automatically scanned my passport. But nobody looked at me, nobody saw me, nobody was interested in any, any COVID test. There was zero security. Mm -hmm. There was zero. There was absolutely nothing. We here in, 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 in mm -hmm. St. Helena, we have very tight, very strict mechanisms that w there is no way around go going through a 14 days quarantine procedure which is like a filter where nothing goes through and we are c therefore currently not questioning this not discussing this or not changing this we but and this is coming back to your question <laughs> we yeah. very well look what other countries do to evaluate does it make sense or may it make sense but we are not implementing this we are just getting informed and getting this information and in case sometimes in the future we see that is clearly proven that we have something that's better then we will discuss this but not now yeah okay very quickly Mike just from a business perspective because I know there's been a lot of talk on the island and, and again Again, this, uh, this is people's comments coming through. Um, with regards to businesses, and particularly those in the hospitality industry, we've had a couple of those come in. Uh, here's somebody from, they say, a small accommodation business. I would feel strongly not to open up just yet. If the virus came here, it would be very nasty. And the worst thing, if people came to the island, they may not show symptoms, but they can be carriers. And being a small accommodation business that can really affect us and everyone else on island, I think we need to be patient before we open up our borders. Maybe let's see if we can wait three to six months just to be sure. And then very quickly moving on to another uh, business uh, on, on the island. Uh, with regards to opening St. Helena to tourism, on paper it might sound like a brilliant idea, but realistically it's not. As business owners, we are really suffering financially at the moment with the lack of tourism and saints returning home on holiday. However, as difficult as our financial circumstances are, we are so fortunate that on St. Helena we are COVID-free uh, at the moment. And again, the person, go, they go on to talk about the you know, inherent risks as a result of opening up right now. And uh, yeah, thanks. So thank you for those those businesses that have actually who are uh, tourism and hospi hospitality businesses affected by, of course, the coronavirus, but have actually made a comment to say, for the moment, let's just keep things um, the way they are. And I guess that would also take into um, consideration what Dr. Fasala said about make, ensuring we have those quarantine facilities in place so that we can we can have that those yeah. safeguards. Yeah. The, the, the big discussions appear to be about self-isolation or mm -hmm. not. And, uh, um, but this is what I just said before. There are people who... It's like if you interfere in the choice of the antibiotics, not being a doctor and having no idea what an antibiotic is. That's what we experience now, that there is interference and uh, advice given 
without knowing what they are talking about, sorry to say. So I know it, it is very unfriendly to mm -hmm. say, but mm -hmm. that's the truth, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it should be, uh, it should be, th the decision should be made politically to say, this is our border of protection. This is 14 days of isolation, of 14 days of quarantine, but the experts or the people who know what they're doing should decide how they do it. It's like you leave the decision to the doctor who has the knowledge to decide on the antibiotic. And, I, and, and I'm not going to tell the doctor, I mean, you take this antibiotic and I don't even know what it is. Yeah. That's yeah. what's currently happening. But, but isn't when we're talking about self-isolation or full quarantine, mm. It's more a social than a medical issue, isn't it? Uh, it depends on how people react to it. When they're a doctor, I don't know if a doctor have more expertise than anybody else to know if people are actually going to um, adhere to the quarantine restrictions or not. Yeah. Uh, that is, or the doctor wouldn't know if the patient, when he gets home, take the medication or not. Mm. The, the, the doctor can't do much about that. Mm. So that, that's why this is a community, or a, a political decision, and driven by, hopefully, uh, what, what the community wants. Because, as I said in the beginning, is where is the financial gain in comparison with the risk? Because mm. even just with one COVID case coming to St. Helena, I am fairly sure, I've been here for 20 years, I'm not born here, that a lot of saints living on the island will lock themselves in at home. Mm. And what effect will that have yeah, on, on the, the community? On the yeah, island? and on the community so generally. So yeah. you have another yeah. risk that instead of saying, oh, we try to boost the economy a bit mm. by letting saints from UK mm. coming back, but if that fails, mm. then you have a complete economic disaster. And the so complete opposite of what you what you yes, what, what you what you're planning for. And very quickly, Mike, sorry, before you go on, it's a comment related. To, someone sent in another comment. She says, who recommended this idea of people self-isolating at home? Is it the health recommendation or the island's uh, tourism office? Who recommend who recommended this to St. Cleaner government? We need a cl we need a clear answer on this. Because whatever decision we make, we are going to have to be accountable for that. And it goes back to decision making. With all of the facts, with all of the science and everything else in front of you, it's, it's a very, very tough decision to make amidst the current climate of thinking and feeling that exists within this community and that is what this is all about today it's actually gauging what people are saying what they feel comfortable with and I don't believe that a, a community should be driven to a state uh, or to or a decision made regardless of how they feel it should be made bringing in as much as possible the community with them Otherwise, I think, as, as Mike mentioned, you're going to end up with people self-isolating anyway because they are afraid. Yeah. Look, uh, one of what's, what's, what's coming through as a message, more or less, is there's a huge demand for information. And we from the health directorate and from the hospital want to start an initiative of really giving information. Mm -hmm. Coming back, for example, with HIV and AIDS, why are you not deadly scared about AIDS 
like you are about the coronavirus and that it's basically the same danger it's basically the same thing I mean there is basically no big difference it's n uh, if you get whatever of these two types of viruses it's not very nice an experience and you don't like to experience this but with the HIV, it's around for quite some time, and we have been flooded with a lot of information, so we know mm. about this issue, so we're not scared to death anymore. And therefore, our mm -hmm. issue will be now really to provide information. What is this virus? What are the risks? How to get this? And, and there is no, for example, with isolation, I mean, I have been in the same room with COVID patients and I'm here in the life. This does not mean if you see a COVID patient or if you're around a COVID patient that you immediately drop dead or something sure. like this. I understand, Dr. Fursell, but if we look at HIV, there's a difference in transmission, isn't it? COVID-19 is easily contracted through very simple means. So it's a very different virus to, uh, to, to AIDS. We know that there are, only, there are only certain ways you can get this. This is what makes COVID the, the virus of the century. This is why globally we see the world the way it is and, and, and leaders really um, every day facing you know, difficulties within their country because of it. So I wouldn't put the coronavirus on the same level as AIDS simply because means of transmission is so different. Yes, you it's know. different transmitted yeah. but it it's also can be Deadly, and it will. We will find a way how to uh, to 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 fight it. And currently, it's. I mean, you know how not to get AIDS. What you have to do not to get AIDS. And we very well now know what to do not to get COVID infected. Mm. And uh, if you look at countries where the COVID is out of control, it's basically because they are not following the precautions simply said. Uh, mm. But the risk is that people will not follow the precautions here either. That is what it's all about. That's why mm. self-isolation. Shouldn't we learn from those countries, including yeah. UK, and just realize normally people are not, they are people are wonderful, saints are wonderful, British people are wonderful, but they don't always follow what you tell them to do. Yeah. And it can be, I don't think it matters how much information or whatever you put out there, not everybody will follow mm. the instructions given. And why do we take that risk? St. Lena has been so lucky. For once, our isolation has played in our favor. Why should, can we say it in a common term, why should we blow the only advantage we got? That is what I think people are saying in, in all the submissions coming in. Mm -hmm. We have, as it is now, there is Bradley's, uh, and th th that is then controlled. I know that uh, one person got out from yeah. there. Fortunately, that person did not uh, have COVID-19 or was not, uh, so that went okay. But even them finding them after, if one person with COVID comes out from there, uh, finding them a month later, that it, it doesn't matter how much you find them, it won't really help the situation. But so we have to be careful so we don't, um, you can't put it all on people 
because we shouldn't enable it to happen. Mm. But you also, it's impossible just to, to to take Bradley and say, okay, it's far away from here. It's it's on the other side of the island. There's It looks like a desert there. There's a dam, uh, the camp with the desert with the fence around, and every it's far away and out of your mind. And what I hear always in in all your comments is that we have Bradley, we have Bradley, so lock it in and forget it. This is not a way to handle this problem because this is a problem. This virus is a problem of the whole world, of everyone, and we just can't put a little little box where we lock it up in the way. Bradley is not an ideal place. I have been in Bradley, I have been two weeks in there, and if we now have a choice, uh, well, currently we don't have the choice, but if we are looking for better solutions, we do have better solutions, But people don't want to accept or look, even look at them because they say, we have Bradley, we have a box, we can lock it up far away and forget it and don't even look at the problem. The problem in Bradley, I was there, I mean, they, they uh, have little boxes. Have you ever been sitting in a little box freezing to death for two weeks? There's absolutely nothing to do. I had my computer, so I was busy on my computer. But there are other uh, people there. I mean, some got drunk every day. Others go uh, having parties. So theoretically, if one of these passengers, or one of the inhabitants from Bradley would have had a COVID virus, this would have spread to many more people. So this is not the idea of, of a camp of an isolation but this is not as we said this is not a prison pre camp where you lock people away mm. and uh, therefore I mean if we try to offer better solutions is not to dilute the idea of isolation or of, of quarantine we want to improve the situation and not endanger anyone on the island and this is Yeah. not really considered by the public, obviously. Mm. So, uh, for example, we know that Bradley's was built in a hurry. Let's put it in that way, because the island uh, needed to prepare and have something in place for that eventuality. So I, I hear what you say, and I've heard other people who've had you know, experiences in quarantine at Bradley's, and they put it down as quite dire. It's really not ideal circumstances. Or it's the, you know, but at the same time, one can't expect four or five-star hotel treatment when you go out there. It's been purpose-built for a reason which is quarantine, uh, a bed and a bath, uh, a meal, and that's it, uh, which I, I think is right. I don't think you can... St. Helena does not have the finances or the resources to be able to provide anything, I guess, more than that. But if Bradley's is the problem, maybe we could look at, maybe, Mike, improving um, what the facilities are currently like out there. And again, that, that requires more money, but... I think I, I'm not sure if the idea that we can that people coming through to the island that we can ex describe it as a box because it is currently what the rules say. This is what the protocols say. So, regardless to what Bradley's looks like, the idea is that when you come to Saint Helena, this is where you're going to go. So, maybe in looking forward, we could maybe look at improving what it what what Bradley's is, is like out there yeah. if people are really concerned about you know self self-isolating um, 
and you know Mike again this is such a small community if you know that people will be coming from the UK and self-isolating having lived here all my life understanding the community you know that there will be some some reserve or caution in people and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see what is a very friendly loving social community clam up and hide away because they are scared of getting coronavirus or the implications of that so going back to it's not about information it's about educating and when a community feels educated enough and I'm sorry to say we have not done enough work on this from the top to the bottom when coronavirus firstly first reared its head we had regular radio updates regular information regular press conferences so people would know what's happened it shocks me and surprises me that it's dwindled to the level that it has because globally we're still dealing with this but when it comes to having more information or being educated or ensuring that we're engaging with the public this debate is one that we've, you know, it's actually we're having now, and it's something that we haven't had for a very, very long time. So I, I think there, there's a great deal of work to be done to yeah. educate people, yeah. not necessarily give them information, educate them. Yeah, education, 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 but also education by information. Yeah. I mean, I started a weekly column for the newspapers. It will be printed, I, I forwarded it to the castle yes. already, so it will it be... It has been issued, yes. Yeah. No, I've seen it. Yeah. Ah, you saw it, right? I haven't mm. seen it. I want to see it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I heard it's going to, to appear this week, and uh, I intend to do this uh, every week, and I would be happy to come here regularly mm. and also bring other, pe other colleagues from the hospital mm. that we have a regular information mm. A question and answer that that we ask that you ask the population yes. call us during your show and ask us questions and we honestly answer yeah. them to give you yeah. information mm -hmm. but one one thing for uh, re for example when I was flying here in Manila for isolation and quarantine I received a list of hotels mm -hmm. where I could choose the, which hotel I'm going mm -hmm. to stay for quarantine mm -hmm. and this is the whole, you choose whatever from the Shangri-La if you have the money to pay for up to a tiny room which you can easily afford so depending on your, your cash more or less you can choose the quarantine uh, that's the one thing and secondly this is completely safe because in this hotel they had a webcam in front of the room so they clearly monitor that you're not uh, leaving the room so this is what you said uh, we don't have the means here for, for to put a policeman in front of every room but we could if we implement something like this, this could be more safe, more better and clear improvement. But we are not doing this because we're not allowed. We are just checking what is possible and, and, and suggesting it. Yeah, for okay. the future. All right, another very quick comment come through um, about trivializing people's fears. This is a very real. Uh, this is very real. It needs to be explored and publicised. The problem is the secrecy and lack of transparency and democracy. We have no confidence that self-isolation will work or that decisions made in the best interest of our people. We only have to look at the recent 
fiasco with the per- petition. Anyway, we won't go into that. But uh, it says, what happens if the medication is not taken or not taken properly or, is, or there is an allergy or other contraindications? What alternative measures are available? And in addition to that, uh, a person talking about using an antibiotic or the description of an antibiotic to fight an infection Uh, you should know that there are so many strains of infection that are antibiotic resistant and as people feel better they sometimes don't take the full course same with quarantine somewhere if it's not strictly controlled people will feel better and drop guard it's human nature yes yeah, and it came from your own, <laughs> and you said it is like yeah. sending somebody home with antibiotics, yeah. and uh, yeah, and that can go very wrong. I think we had a recent example of that mm-hmm. not go there, uh, but you you have no guarantee that the person going to take the tablet, yeah, or uh, a lot of other things that are saying here allergies. So I think you know, you started that uh, using antibiotics, but which is the safest way? Is, is the safest way to keep the quarantine as it is in Bradley's or is it as safe to have self-isolation? Which, which is safest? Honestly, it is safer if we have small units of home quarantine where the rules are followed than to have a huge... Uh, not you but they have a crowd in 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 Bradley but how do we guarantee that the rules are followed that is where the problem mm-hmm. comes in because exactly uh, with, with Bradley's you do have uh, better oversight because everybody's in the one area and there's security there are people keeping checks um, and, and and keeping watch there was an instance, uh, of course, my earlier flights where people came in and there was security. This is one of the comments that's come through. For people that were quarantining in, say, certain houses or guest houses around the island, there were security in place. Now, that might be a resource that we could use if there was just two or three places that you were using for home quarantine. But what happens when you have a dozen houses? Where are you going to get the resources from to provide that, that, you know, those policing checks? It's not possible. So when we actually look at resource-wise and what we are able to do, at the moment, Bradley's is the better option because it does mean that it gives us assurance that people are following protocol, they're being hawk-eyed and they're being watched, um, unlike the idea that people are uh, you know, quarantining or isolating in homes, we simply would not have the resources to provide that security because that's come through where people have said, well, I'd feel a bit better if I knew that the facility was being policed or that there were proper security checks in place. And I don't know that we have the resources to do that because that's what it all comes down to. It, it, it is. It it's, it's, it's resources. So if, if it's about building public trust and pu- public, public confidence in the system, you've got to assure them that this system can be trusted because we have hired ex-security ex- company to provide that to make sure people don't breach quarantine and again when it comes to St. Helena it's all about resources we don't know we can't say for sure that we yeah. have it and there was actually just a small practicality here as well mm-hmm. fully agree with what Tammy is saying as long as we can't police it we can't mm. say if it's safe or not either mm. uh, when it comes to Bradley's you got you can it should be safe anyway things can always happen mm-hmm. but uh, if people are self-quarantining in their own house, 
they need to buy food and they how, how would that work either they have to buy food themselves get somebody else to do it how do you prevent contact mm. That, that is, um, rich, uh, because I've, got, I've seen it in a letter, it's not my, my yeah, view, but somebody brought it up, I cannot it's see exactly where, because we've got, I mean, mm. that's a logistic that's basically the same like in Bradley, where the food is brought to the room, yeah. but not into the room, but outside, in this case, the food will be brought outside, mm -hmm. securing social distancing, that there's no direct contact. Who will bring the food? You have to educate the entire family. Uh, to not social when it comes to social contacts mm -hmm. and it, uh, it is it workable uh, people here obviously don't think so mm. yeah it's it's working out it's working out the logistics of it isn't it isn't it and it goes back to if we were to consider putting a system in place you have to have the safeguards with it. The public needs to be confident enough that the island, or we've decided this way to go, but here is a clear criteria to ensure that we are protecting people. And I, I think there's a lot of work that needs to go through before people feel confident yeah. enough. Yeah, there's a no, lot of work to be done, but uh, we have to make sure that every single one and that the whole population realizes that we also in the future can't step back, lock ourselves up, being scared to death mm -hmm. because uh, also mm. I mean <laughs> being scared to death is also dead. Yeah? Mm. We have to be active knowing what to do, how to do it, how to protect ourselves and make a step into the future actively and not saying no to everything because this doesn't save anyone and we have to be realistic that this COVID virus will stay in this world forever and it's not just disappearing on the one side and on the other side we, will s we still have all the other reasons that are more or less trying to steal our health and life, all the other diseases we have, we have to fight, and we can't forget them because of this COVID virus. What I want to say is we have to be open-minded from new ways of new ideas, of new developments, and not just step back, lock our minds up and say, we don't want to even listen to any new ideas mm -hmm. because this will not help us in the future. Mm -hmm. We have to be open-minded and this was what you said. We have to educate. We have to yeah teach, we have to inform, mm. but we also require that people listen and try to understand and just say, no, we don't even want to listen, we, we, we don't want to hear, we don't want to know, we don't want to do anything, and yeah. we want to stay on a little island without knowing anything. Sure. Uh, Mike, I think we, we, it's almost 10 o'clock, and uh, unfortunately, everybody, we, uh, sorry, it's 11, 11. of course, <laughs> thank you for correcting, almost 11 o'clock. Uh, we're almost coming to the end, um, and, you know, we've saw so many comments, but on the back of what Dr. Fursell has said, and, and some people that have actually said, because we asked the question, when do you think St. Helena um, should start considering reopening uh, borders and, and, and perhaps at some point I like to use the illustration of putting a toe in the water very cautiously about you know um, activities and when do we think we could start opening up and doing more activities so a lot of people have used the six month mark which is 
31st of March, um, but reviewing 31st of March. I think we need to establish a few things, what's come through from the public. Some people have mentioned three months, other people have used the six-month mark. Some people have said seven months, some people have said a year before St. Cedar government should start, or the island should start considering opening up or increasing our activities. Mike, do you want to comment on this or say something? Because uh, we should. We should say something. Oh yes. because Dr. Fussell is absolutely right. Right now, um, what we're he- hearing is that people are preferring the status quo, but at some point, at some point, when do we start and how, how should we start? Yeah, Difficult. You come back to what I think I said in the first place. What are the potential benefits and what are the potential risks? Yeah. And I think what people are saying, well, what we have, and I would personally agree with them, that the potential risks are bigger than the potential benefits. Mm. Because, uh, as you mentioned here before, it's uh, saying some going to come home over Christmas. I think that this is the big, uh, I think the big issue actually is that they want more people to travel on the plane paid for by British government. <laughs> but it's actually a fairly small benefit in comparison to the risk we are taking to do so. Mm. The, it is a cost-benefit analysis, isn't yeah. it? And yeah. And as long as we believe, and people believe that the risk would be, the gamble would be too big to take. Yeah. Uh, that is by simple terms. And uh, this is what people think. And uh, I, I know even at, at the hospital, not all doctors would agree with your assessment of this. Mm. That I'm, I'm fully aware of that of personal, uh, personal <laughs> knowledge. So, um, <coughs> the view you are putting forward here is not shared by all doctors. Mm. Uh, I know that. I just want to answer your question. I mean, six months, three months, one year, two <laughs> years, five years, ten years. <laughs> we cannot answer this question seriously right now because this would be shooting in the dark and saying something without knowing nothing. We have no, first of all, this virus develops in a way that the whole world develops so fast. Things are changing more or less every day and it's impossible for us to say three months, six months, nine months. We cannot say because we don't know what's going to happen next week or what's happening uh, in three weeks or three months. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we cannot say yeah. A timeline. This would be not uh, would not be serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually, Dr. Frizzell, I completely agree with you on that. And it's precisely for that reason: the not knowing, the not knowing how the virus evolves, how it changes, what's happening globally, is actually what should be a part of the decision making. Because not knowing something today, we might know it tomorrow. But if we're going to make decisions, you know, about the, all of what we've been discussing today I think we need to make it as informed as possible so I think you're absolutely right I totally agree with you on that you know we have to see how how things are the way the world is moving because we need to have all we we need to be prepared we need to have all of our ammunition in place everything that will help us to make a decision not just for the tourism industry not just for businesses but for St. Helena as a whole and that's taking into consideration the science, the health, all the benefits for the island. I, I think that would be a sensible approach. Mike? 
So as we're going towards the end, I'm going to give you the tricky question. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, very simple question, actually. <laughs> because you, would, you are then the medical advisor to St. Lina government on this issue. Mm. What will your advice be to St. Lina government when it comes to self-isolation? Mm. What will you recommend? I think there is an exco meeting on Tuesday, uh, if uh, I've heard it right, about this issue. Mm. What will your recommendation be? Mm. My clear recommendation was up to now and will be to uh, make a better kind of 14 days isolation possible, but to be strict with keeping up current time. And there's no way of changing this. And we will not even discuss to not have a quarantine for 14 days. We just try to see how could it made better and safer. That's it. But would you recommend then, you use quarantine both for self-isolation and quarantine? Uh, but would you recommend, uh, recommend self-isolation to uh, the St. Lina government? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not because yeah, it's that, that, that is... Um, they would be, uh, and I, 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 in every situation, politicians will take the advice, as you mentioned earlier, the people who actually are qualified to do so. So after today's discussion, and there's still more comments pouring in on this situation... So it would be taking a decision based on your medical expertise, but it would also hopefully be a decision based on the social aspects of it, what the community is comfortable with, how the community are feeling right now. Because I think that it's not just from a health perspective. I think you have the very difficult task, as do all politicians, of considering a decision based on so many other things. So, you know... It's, yeah. it, it, it's a toughie. Yes, of course. And it's the same situation I've been through in my life several times. I'm a cardiac surgeon. I mean, I yes. not once advised a patient, we should do this and this surgery, and this patient said, no, I don't want. Then I said, I can't force you. This is your decision. I mean, I, I or we only can say, listen, this would be a better way t to mm -hmm. do it. If people say, no, we don't like it, then we can't yeah. force yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, Almost like a that's why I yeah. formulated my question the mm. way I did. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's up to the politicians to do, yeah. but your recommendation yeah. to the politicians, mm. yeah. will, will that be including self-isolation or do you, would you recommend against it mm. from your perspective? Yes, I will uh, recommend for it because we are not going to recommend something that will harm the people. We are recommending something that's <coughs> keeping the island and the people safe. I mean, if this is not followed, this recommendation, mm -hmm. I mean, we cannot do more than recommend. I mean, if this is not followed, yeah. we are very sorry. We mm. Can't mm. I, I think today, and, and again, going back to the community, which is so very, very important, uh, you know, for the way decisions are made on, on the island. And COVID-19 is on, somebody mentioned something before about a petition or whatever. 
The difference with COVID-19, it's such an emotive subject. Um, It's very, very real and it's very dear to the hearts of people. And again, you know, I'm just looking, Mike, at all these comments that are flying through. You can gauge how a community feels about something. um, And I don't think we should dismiss that, you know, in going forward, because perhaps it might be better whatever decisions that are taken now that they're taken fully with everybody involved so you've got health you've got government you've got all of the community involved in making a decision so that when a decision is made everybody can say that actually i contributed to this and people can people can feel in their hearts that i am satisfied with this decision because i had a say and i know chief medical officer i know administration i know councillors know how i feel and so we've made that jointly together Mike. yes and should we then if we're going towards the end yes, um, all the p- people here now we have dozens if not hundred uh, submissions yes. on this <laughs> and following what we heard from the chief medical officer Dr. Yes. Dr. he will recommend to executive council mm. that we should introduce self-isolation so what then people should do is to directly contact mm. the member mm. or the members of mm. executive council mm. yes. because it is up to them yes absolutely. so if you ring should we go through the members of executive council mm-hmm. it is Derek Thomas Lawson Henry Quaife Buckley Clint Beard, Clint Beard and Tony Green. Green yes Yes, so ring those with your arguments against. Mm. Ring or write or text or whatever you do when you Mm -hmm. meet them in the street. Mm -hmm. Put your concerns across to those five. Yes. But uh, wait a moment, not only against, but also for it. Yes, as I said, with all the submissions we have, it yeah. appears to be, uh, of course, if mm. you are for, but most definitely yeah, you are correct. For mm. it, I mean, mm. and we are in a democracy, and yeah. really of we course. are happy that mm. we are one of the few countries left in this mm. world who have some sort of, or mm. who have a uh, democracy. Mm. And that means we have to win the hearts and the minds by, by, yes. by, by, by informing them and telling them and educating them and explaining them why that it's not just a cru- an unfounded idea, but exactly why. And I'm happy to discuss and be, be have time to to talk to whoever wants to talk to me to really explain why Mm -hmm. this is done and we are not doing this because of Mm -hmm. whatever reasons we are doing this because we are really convinced that's the best way and and makes sense I mean we are not doing things that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. okay uh, yes Mm-hmm. So it 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 will it will be very 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 interesting. We might have different views on yes, the, the democracy aspect, um, but that's I what a completely do different discussion. Do you know what? Yeah. In just in relation to what Dr. Frisell said, on, you know, we we've had, um, and we we open up the debate to allow people to have difference of opinion. We don't use people's names, so we're hoping that people with all kinds of opinions will be a part of the debate, whether it's your for self isolation or not. So if we were to give uh, you know in terms of just from the disc- from what we've had come through from the public on St. Helena and abroad 
what we've had come through, quite a lot of information, they are not in favour of self-isolating. So this, these are comments too, Mike, that you know will be fed through to elected members so that they understand what the communities. Uh, what the community are thinking as well because I think that's really really important it forms a part of the decision making process so while you're there in your role as chief medical officer administration and councillors will have to take on board what the community is saying and what the community is thinking and I can't help but think there must be a way for all parties to get together to be comfortable about any decisions that we're going to make with regards to opening St. Helena up. What's also come through is that people feel very strongly that we shouldn't even think about anything before Christmas. It's, it, people are giving timelines three to six months maybe. All of this again is coming through. So if you sound out what the public's saying, this must help to influence decision making for St. Helena. It must. Otherwise, it really isn't a democracy. And I leave that thought with, with, with you on that, Dr. Fussell. We, we're almost coming to the end. Sorry, Mike. No, no, We are coming to the end, or are we timing? We are coming to the end, and everybody should be thanked for all their thoughts coming through. One thing we have to say that there's just so many comments, we can't read every single one no. uh, on air. But we are going to compile all of those comments, yeah, Mike, and make them available uh, to them. people for mm -hmm. reading. And of course, we'll share all of these comments with elected officials as well, because I know that they are also very keen to hear the discussion today, uh, what, 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 what the public are thinking. Yes, so, so we will try as yes. much as we can, without limited resources, but to compile and also send to councillors uh, all the submissions, mm -hmm. that have, uh, or yeah. as many as we can, because mm -hmm. it, it is a lot. But I mean, one last <laughs> last word. You said already, time is running out. Uh, it is our job to make a sound and well-founded, uh, informed consent decision, mm -hmm. and the decision is not right if it's only reflecting the majority of feelings of the public mm -hmm. because I mean it's often proven that the, uh, the, the feelings voiced are not always the right and good things to be done and we have to consider that as, as that politicians have to make the better decisions and yes. not run behind what the public says and, mm. and, and this is what, what, what is not good for the public and the, the, the responsible politician sometimes has to, to, to draw a line and make a decision even if the public is shouting, yes, uh, make an unpopular decision. Uh, make it unpopular yeah. because often, or very mm -hmm. often, an unpopular decision has to be made and not just to voice what the public shouts mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and says and feels because this is not always the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, just because the majority want a certain thing, they're not necessarily right. <laughs> yeah. But I also know who said that, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. But, 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 but it, it is clear, yeah. COVID-19 is, mm. is a dangerous disease, you yeah. can't get away from yes, that. And what we are talking mm. about is more a social yes. issue and the medical issue. I don't think anybody disagree on the medical issue in Absolutely. itself. Mm -hmm. So this, uh, it is completely social. So the social impact of it in this decision making, um, what the people feel about mm -hmm. it, must have a very high mm -hmm. um, 
priority mm. in uh, as the, the facts yes. of the matter. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they are not really. Up, uh, there's no mm. discussion of those. No, yeah. and mm. uh, very quickly, and I know we saying we saying that we keep ending. Also, something you mentioned earlier, Dr. Frisell, about the fact that we have certain things in place, such as the quarantine. There's no there's no discussion around changing that right now. So there's also the point coming through. Uh, we're already at the end of October, and I think people need time. They need to be able to. They need, they need time to be able to get used to certain things. So I don't think any decisions or any decisions right now is going to have that really profound impact. I think it needs to be uh, people working together, as we mentioned earlier, bringing all the stakeholders and the parties together um, to make that decision. So my question would be for elected members, yourself, administration, why rush something? Is this not a decision? Is this not conversations we can have after Christmas? Can we put together, uh, you know, things that will help to educate the public? I think this is a concern as well for for the public that we are not rushing something through just to please, let's say, a certain portion of society, whilst the other portion of society feels that they're not being heard. I think that's that's really really important because even if politicians have to make that unpopular decision, it will be based on the fact that they've told people clearly why they have to make that decision and people have sufficient time to accept something but when when it looks like something is being rushed through that's I believe when a community starts to react and I think we'll end up with so many other complications within society yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's right first of all we're not rushing everything mm. I mean we've now end of October We've got now end of this weekend a flight coming. The next fl flight will be coming in end of November yeah. or something like this. So then it's Christmas already. Mm. So before there's nothing big happening before Christmas anyway. Right, so exactly. The, so there's nobody is no rushing anymore anything, but nevertheless we just have to be open to 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 research, evaluate what are what can happen without immediately doing this. We just have to be yeah. open to see what's going on without doing this immediately. Yeah. This doesn't mean we're just flushing things in here. Nobody's even thinking of yeah. that. But we have, as we said before, be open to see what ways will be next there in steps. the future, yeah. what next will steps. be the next yes. steps, sure. what way may be possible mm -hmm. or something yeah. like this. Yeah. Because the world is, it's not a standstill, the world is moving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Mike. Well, thank you very much. For thank you for joining us on the show. You've been very brave. Thank you for being with us, and we really appreciate your input. And of course, to everybody else for uh, joining us today. Thank you. Mm -hmm.